tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to the show. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do? I am here to rock. Boom. Welcome to the shelf. Please say hello to my good friend and my co-host, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? How are you, dude? I'm doing great. How's We Don't Smoke the same? I'm still high from the last show. I Dude, I mean, you guys go hard <laughs> in the paint, and it's like, it's the most interesting thing because, you know, you have the studio upstairs, and then there's just... This weird, weird, like little room where just it's people's jobs just to roll joints. Yeah, there's the two rollers, B rolls got it going on, so it's amazing. The when are you gonna get uh, Daddy some joints so he could give it to his girl? Oh so yeah, she'll like him again. I got you next week. All right, she's hook gonna, me up. She'll, she's gonna be in love with you. Thank you, dude. And on the ones and twos, he, uh, he is kind enough to let me be on his podcast, <laughs> Broken Simulation. Johnny Nice, Johnny Woodard, how are you? Good man, good. Just uh, it's a cold snap here in LA. It's been a cold snap. It's cooling down. It's raining right now outside. It's outside yeah, raining. It's raining. I hate it, dude. When it rains, because you can't bring your puppies out, so you just gotta hope they shit indoors on, on the paper. By the way, if you're in a part of America where it actually is cold, it, we're talking about it's like 58 during the day and maybe 45 <laughs> at night. It's a different kind of cold, Johnny. Yeah, Sam, Sam says it's different. Sam hasn't been in real cold weather in 20 years, so. He doesn't know. What yeah, I'm not stupid, and not that if you live in there, I like you're it not cold. Stupid. I prefer it cold. Okay. I miss winter. I, listen, dude, I get, I get it, dude. I get it. I get it. It's, it's culture. It's people like to change the seasons. I'm not that dude. I am straight. You like sweating all the time and shit, man. Like, I just want the sun all the time. I never want to not have sun all the time. Uh, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. A lot of incredible uh, incredible stuff coming out. Uh, you guys have to check out. I got a couple podcasts I'd love for you all to check out. Oh, no. First of all, I'm going to be live at, in North Carolina uh, February 18th through the 19th. Through the 20th, and I am doing good nights in Johnny's hometown, his old backyard uh, of Raleigh, North Carolina at good nights. Come hang out. Now, Johnny has an aunt. She gets free admission to any show. If she brings a black guy, she gets free drinks, too. So I'm just going to throw it out there, Johnny. What if she wants to go to all five? I'll take care of her, dude, there as long as she brings black men with her, okay? <laughs> I want to see Johnny's family go interracial, all right? So coming out, you never know if Johnny's going to show up. Johnny may do some st- time. We can finally see Johnny doing stand-up comedy. You've been writing jokes, Johnny? I could be there. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Johnny, is I'll there any way you're not going back to North Carolina? I don't I don't. You know. go back every weekend if it was cheap enough. <laughs> I go back maybe once every two months, yeah, if it was okay. All right, if it was free. And then I believe that I am in Phoenix, Arizona, in April. Oh no, yeah, no March. I am doing 
the Dojo of Comedy, March, I believe, 4th, 5th, and 6th. And then I am uh, uh, then I am in Arizona on April 25th through the 24th at the House of Comedy in my one of my favorite clubs to play, the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. So go check that out. You can see Daddy live. A lot of uh, big news here. Uh, as you guys know, and some of you guys may not know, uh, Tim Fall Hat is for the people. And we will always put it out. We're trying to put it everywhere. Xavier Guerrero, as we speak, is editing so you could get a big clump, maybe a 30, 40 minute clump on YouTube because you guys love YouTube. God forbid anyone leaves YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are going to be able to watch it on YouTube. You're not going to get the whole show because YouTube has expressed to us they don't like all of our content. So we're going to give you a little there. What you're going to be able to do is get the whole show for free on rockfin.com or Odyssey, which is O D S O D Y S E E. O D Y S E E dot com. That's where you're gonna be able to get the shows for free. Check them out. Now we have an announcement here. Some of you guys have complained about hearing uh ads on the show. We just you know, Johnny and I were just talking before the show. We listened to uh Greg Carlwood's higher side chat. And they were talking about uh, with with Adam Curry from No Agenda, who I'd love to have on the show. But they were talking about ads and uh, how they they equal censorship. And I know some of you guys don't like ads. So what we're now doing, okay? And you have to understand, dude, that there are five people that work on this show, right? And I would like for them all to be able to do this exclusively. And that only comes through. You know, being able to focus on Tim Fall Hat. So what we've decided is we are going to put the show on Patreon.com slash Tim Fall Hat with no ads. Now, you always get the show for free wherever you've normally watched show except for YouTube, which we're working on. But you'll be able to get the show wherever you watch, where you normally watch it. Whether it's Broken Sim, you'll be able to listen to it for free. Tim Fall Hat is always for the people, will always be free. But if you're looking for no ads, you can go to patreon.com slash Tim Fall Hat and you will get the entire show, video show, audio show for free. There you go. Daddy list, daddy heard you. Daddy, listen. So check it out. You can also hear the Patreons, the daily pay. I do daily doses, about three a week. Go check that out, man. We're almost at 2,000 subscribers. All right? So go check that out. If you want to get my spiritual podcast, I have a spiritual one available exclusively on Rockfin. That's R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash zero. It is spiritual. Okay? You'll love it. I think It's like tinfoil hats to hear what's going on. Zeros for how to deal with it, all right? So go check that out. I have a couple of shows that I've been working on. Broken Simulation. That's We're cranking these out now. 2021 is the year of the Broken Sim, dog. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and if you're a listener, I know you're sworn, but some of you guys might be we're the gonna Broken We're going to be putting too. those, too. News with those. We're going to be putting those on the Tinfoil uh, YouTube, too, now, uh, rather than the comedy channel. So Yeah, it's going to be on my, my uh, YouTube.com slash Sam Tripoli. Broken Sim, my new show, Cash Daddies, which everyone's talking about, is a financial investment comedy show exclusive for 
just for entertainment purposes for the internet rich, okay? The Patreons, the YouTubers, the podcasters, the OnlyFans, okay? This is a show for you. Uh, if you really want to get gritty in your conspiracies, the Union of the Unwanted is on fire. So go check it out. Just put the Union of the Unwanted. You can listen to it, watch it wherever you want, wherever you can find videos. It is pure fuego. We just did a, uh, a show of just international people. We had all the Ikes on there. Uh, all of his kids came on. And it's it was it was really great to talk to people across the pond. So uh, anything else, guys? If you're still listening, we have a new thing on Rockfin too called uh, the greatest of all time. It's a sports podcast that we just started. Why wouldn't they still be listening? We're three minutes into this thing. Because <laughs> God knows that's a lot of podcasts you got. Uh, Rockfin.com/slash greatest. Uh, check it out. We just started. It's a lot of fun. We have. And a- here's the thing about Rockfin, dude. You pay the subscription, which is ten dollars a month, and you get. All, you get both of the shows. Zero and Zero, and the greatest, the greatest of all time sports talk, okay? You get Jimmy Dore, who's causing chaos right now, and I fucking love it. I love it. I Me love too. what he's doing, dude. I love what he's doing. All so, kinds of stuff. All those guys. Graham, Whitney Webb's on there, Jason Burmese, the uh, Truzilla guys are there. Uh, who and else? you'll be subscribed to the Tinfoil Hat feed, which is now going to have all the videos. Yep. Also. Now I'm going to have all the videos on it. So it's a great place. I can't recommend Rockfin enough, okay? Rockfin.com uh, forward slash greatest. Guys, new t-shirts are coming, and we, I haven't announced it. They're not ready to go, but once the design's done, you guys will love the new T-shirt. But tell them how it works oh, now. Yeah? What? Tell them how it works. It's only limited edition. Limited edition. That's Not it. all of them are going to limit. I mean, ah. the, the, the true the the the, the Trumpzilla's limited edition. I I might do this next one it's limited edition. You like this one too much to not make a limited edition. That's what I. I have yeah, I think I might. Yeah. And uh, well, I, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be like uh, actually we're using the special thread. We just don't we can't. It's got silver in it, and we cannot make enough of these. So well, there's dude, only we got 50 special available. thread. There's yeah. it's a it's just so special. We can only make a limited edition of these. Yeah, there you go. Go check them out. All this is gonna be also available on samtriple.com. It should drop this week. I know I've been saying it. It's almost as like Punch Drunk's website that hasn't yeah. come out in six fucking years. We don't have anything to put on it. Okay, Johnny, we've been doing episodes. Okay, but check it out. Uh, this podcast uh, episode that we put out right now, I think we all agree, was pretty fucking great. It's always good to talk to the legends of the game. So I hope you enjoy the show. All right, let's get into it today, man. Super excited to have our guest on. Uh, this gentleman has published a bunch of uh, guests who've been on the show. Uh, John Barber. Uh, who else do you have? Uh, we had uh, Jay Dyer. Uh, a couple other people I was told. I had notes and I can't find them now. But the point is he's been uh, he's in this been in this game for a while. Uh, he's He's published some pretty impressive people's books, and I'm super excited to have him on. Please welcome to the show, Chris Milligan. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Thanks for having me on. Sir, the reason I enjoy, I'm excited about this interview is because when we started, you uh, just basically said you don't care anymore. So that's, I know we're in for a nice little roller coaster ride, and I'm excited for doing it. Thank you so much. For our listeners who might not know you, sir, what could you tell us about yourself? Well, uh, I'm an intelligence brat. My uh, dad was uh, got involved in intelligence as a teenager, uh, as an exchange student to uh, China in the 1930s. And then he uh, 
Oh, he was in COI. He was in OSS. He was in G2. He was in CIA at the beginning. Uh, he was branch chief head of all of East Asia analysis office. Um, he uh, left the agency uh, soft. He told me in 57 hard and 59, uh, basically, uh, uh, he wrote a report. He went to the uh, uh, Far East in 1956, wrote a report about Ed Lansdale. Ed Lansdale was recalled to Washington. Um, and my father uh, got involved a little bit in a uh, power struggle with Mr. Lansdale. And uh, soon my dad was out of there. Wow. Wow. Your dad is cooler than my dad. Uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, a lot of people don't know what the OSS is. Uh, the OSS is basically the, uh, what office of strategic services. Yes. And it, it was before the CIA and what is what became the CIA. Correct. And they actually shut it down for a short time. I want to get in real quick to, uh, the thought of your father going to China and, as CIA, right, or or part of the intelligence service, I don't think CIA was around at that point. I could be wrong, but um, that that's a very dangerous operation. But was it as dangerous then as it is now? Uh, do you think the Chinese have kind of caught up on and maybe even surpassed us in surveillance and being able to detect? There's a famous story where, like, the CIA sent three operatives to China and never heard back from them. Uh, that was a crazy mission your father went on. Well, he was, he was, uh, he left, uh, the United States on his 18th birthday on a ship, went across the ocean, uh, to the university of Shanghai, uh, was there for about a year. And basically, um, it was at the, the state department at that point in time. And they basically asked him to, uh, uh, keep his ears open and his eyes open and to gather material about the Japanese. And then a week before the Japanese uh, bombed Shanghai in 1937, uh, my father went up to Vladivostok and went across the Trans-Siberian Railway uh, to Vienna and then uh, went to Berlin and uh, then went to uh, uh, England and ended up at the 1937 uh, uh, World Council of Churches conference with the Dulles brothers at Oxford. And then he came back to the United States and um, he was supposed to go to school over in uh, Europe, but that didn't happen because there was a war going on. He got as far as the uh, basement of the Library of Congress working under Archibald MacLeish, who was a member of the Order of Skull and Bones and was, uh, they gave him the Philippines desk and told him to become a, uh, expert on the Philippines, and, and that morphed into uh, what was called a coordinator of information, COI, and then that changed into uh, uh, OSS, and then when he was in OSS uh, in, in the early 40s, he was uh, drafted, and OSS said, great, uh, we're going to put you into the military, we're going to put you into G2, which is military intelligence, and we're going to put you on MacArthur's staff because we don't trust MacArthur and his uh, chief aide, uh, Colonel Willoughby. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Man, that is crazy. And how old was he at this moment? 18 on his birthday. Well, 18 in, in uh, um, when he went uh, first to uh, China 
And that was his uh, sophomore year. He graduated in 39 and 1940. He went back to Washington, D.C. Wow, man. Uh, the OSS, man. Some very interesting stuff came out of that. Did you ever see the memo which the OSS stated that there's a strong belief that Hitler was a Rothschild? Had you ever heard of that, that memo? Oh, yeah. I've, I've actually uh, traced that memo down quite a bit. And it was a... Uh, uh, it, it really, it, it, the first thing started was in, uh, what was it? I Paid Hitler by Fritz Tyson. That's where that first came out from. And uh, it, it's not true. It's. Uh, oh, you ruined everything. My dream dis- disinformation. It is dis- because So, so uh, Hitler a is in the wrong These shot? guys do is to, is to get us to, to hate people, you know? Okay. Oh, dude, I love this. Let's sit in here. So, who. Who would be who would we be hating the Rothschilds in this in this story, or who would be hating Hitler? <laughs> uh, probably a little bit of both. Okay, probably a little bit of both. Okay, you know? all right, all right. Uh so he wasn't part of that family. It, like it was uh, no, 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 no. I mean, the whole book I I, uh, I paid for Hitler by Fritz Tyson. I mean, after after the war, uh, when Fritz was around. Uh, they told Fritz about the book, and, and Fritz said, I know nothing about that book. And it, it was actually put together by uh, um, John uh, Farrar, who was a member of the Order of Skull and Bones and actually uh, the class right after uh, Prescott Bush. And, and the book was basically uh, uh, used in part of the, uh, uh, as part of the dialectic to, to, first off, to protect Prescott a little bit, and to pr- protect uh, Americans who were heavily involved in the uh, financing of, of Hitler. Oh, man, this is great. This is great. One thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, our booker told me to ask you about, was, you know, there is this, uh, within the conspiracy community, a lot of people hate that term. I, I'm fine with being called a conspiracy theorist because I do believe people conspire. And I know that there's that, that is a CIA created term to demonize, you know, uh, a certain group of people question official narrative. This show is called Tinfall Hat. The reason we called it that is to kind of take the term back so that, well, oh, you wearing a Tinfall Hat? Yep, totally, 100%. But I want to get into um, the notion that there was this movement because within the conspiracy community, there's always debate who runs everything. Personally, I think it's a bunch of people that run everything. But there's a small vocal group that think the Jews run everything. What are your thoughts on that? Because I've always thought that the powers that be would love everybody to think it's the Jews so that... They don't ever look up above that. And that, to me, Jews are middle management people. Uh, yeah, I, I go along with a lot of that. I mean, um, let's first talk about conspiracy theory a little bit. I mean, I, I remember the first time somebody called me a conspiracy theorist, and this was in the uh, early 70s when I told them some stuff I was talking about, uh, you know, uh, about my dad and, uh, and some of the research I'd done in CIA drugs. And so I I, I said, well, you know, what is a conspiracy theorist? So I went around to all the different bookstores I could find, every single bookstore I could find. I didn't care what it was, uh, religious or or whatnot. And I says, take me to your conspiracy section. And all of them had at least Mm -hmm. one book. Okay. So I started to, you know, I got these books and I, I read them. Okay. 
And after I'd read, you know, uh, quite a few of them, I says, gee, these are kind of like cons- uh, uh, a formula books, okay? Because, I mean, I can find you a book that blames it all on the Jews. I can find you a book that blames it all on the Mormons. I can find you a book that blames it all on the Masons. I can find you a book that blames it all on the hippies. I can find you a book that blames it all on the secular humanists. You know, what is it that you want, you know? So I I, I said, gosh, these books are kind of like, you know, um, you know, getting people to, to hate each other. Okay, I'm a member of this group. You don't like me. I don't like you, you know. And so then you got uh, people uh, chasing themselves, you know. And then I, I've got a, a book by a guy from um, uh, Belgium, okay. And, and it's based on a, it's, uh, based on a um, uh, Belgian state police report. Okay, and and uh, the the state police in Belgium got their um, in, infiltrator into uh, these groups, these secret societal groups. Okay, and what he found is that as he got farther up, uh, he found that there were a whole bunch of different groups, all called the Order. Okay, and and the Skull and Bones is uh, the secret society I've done the most research on, and and. One of their names is The Order. They're called The Order. And what he found is up at the top, they had all these different groups called The Order, and there was one that was a Jewish base. There was one that was a uh, Muslim base. There was one that was a Protestant base. Um, there was, you know, all these different groups. And now you, you, you think about it, okay, what is the secret society that we know the most about? And that's probably the Mafia. Okay, yeah. and the mafia is, is, is a secret society, okay, and they run around with guns and shoot people, right? And so how do they control their, their, their you know, different little groups? I call them circles. I call these little, the secret society groups, I call them circles, okay? You have different circles, okay? And so if, you know, after a while, you know, these different circles become aware of each other, okay, and then maybe they say they want to work together, Okay, well, so how do how do these the separate circles work together? Well, they say, okay, I don't trust you, you don't trust me, so why don't like two or three of your members come and join my circle? Some of your people will join that circle, okay, and then they have a supreme council above that, okay, and so that's what I see as the dynamic of of those uh, things, and it's you know the Jewish question. I mean. Um, it's like in the old stories they talk about um, using the Jews as as the bankers. They were the the court bankers uh, for the elite people down there. And you know it's very easy to um, float these conspiracy theories and say, well, the Jews did it all because you know as soon as you do that, then you get shot down. Okay, so it, it, it's basically a a modicum of of control. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Honey. That's right. Listen, we all shop online, and we've all seen the promo codes fields that taunt us at checkout, okay? But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past, okay? Honey is a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart, okay? Honey sports over 30,000 stores online. Imagine if you were shopping online of your favorite sites okay when you check out the honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply 
coupons, okay? Wait a few seconds, and Honey searches for coupons it can find for the site. Dude, that's great, right, dude? If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the price drop. Boom, boom, bang, okay? Boom, boom, bang. Listen, man, I love Honey. Johnny, you were just saying how Honey saved your relationship. She was about to walk out, and you were able to use the promo code to keep her from leaving. You tell us a little bit. Much. That's pretty much exactly what happened. Yes, you're right. I saved so much money on Honey. that she And was your like, relationship. No, well, I, that's what I was about to say. I saved so much money on Honey that she reconsidered it, and she came back. Oh, my. And, they, dude, they are in love. Thank you, Honey. Listen, Honey has found about 17 million members has found it over 17 million members, $2 billion in savings. Wow. Okay? That's a lot of money. How many billions is that? That's a lot. For that's Mexican two, that's two, broke, that's yeah. a lot. Dose. How many pesos is that? All of it. That's what the whole yeah. thing. All the All pesos. The pesos. <laughs> okay? If you already have honey, you could straight up. Be, if, if you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. Okay? It's literally free installs in seconds. Okay? And by getting it, you're doing yourself yourself a solid and supporting this podcast right here that pays for all the weird stuff that our good friend xavier guerrero does on the weekend okay get honey for free and join honey.com slash tin foil hat if you love love like johnny does you need to go <laughs> to honey.com slash tin foil hat and so so if it basically is like there's not one group that runs everything. That's my opinion. And, they, and you know, the whole theory in conspiracies has always been like, if you know their name, they're probably not running anything. And I really do honestly believe that about Bill Gates right now and, and Jeff Bezos. Like, these guys are so pushed forward as these evil billionaires who just want to destroy the world. Ma, ha, ha, ha. And everybody just eats it up. But right. I, be I believe right. it's somebody... real easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real easy to hate somebody that's rich, right? You know, I mean, and and it's like you know, I'm uh, I'm seventy plus, okay. So like I was uh, uh, teen and teen in the twenties when when Nixon was around, and you know they could have said anything about Nixon, and we would have all believed it because we all hated him so much, yes, you know. Dude, so yes. They don't just use, you know, our fears. They use our hopes and, and every, every, you know, other things against us. It, it, it's very much psychological warfare, very much psychological warfare. But the main control is through a secret societal system, okay, that is based in Europe and has a sister society in China with a little brother in Korea, okay? Really? Now, yeah, well, one thing that's very interesting, you see— um, the television system. Okay, um, in 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 America, we have uh, what's called the National Television Standards Committee, uh, NTSC. Okay, it runs at sixty cycles per second. Okay, there's that little flicker that would happen in the in the tube old tube things. Okay, you read any book about um, hypnosis, and it'll tell you that a sixty second flicker puts you into a trance, makes Whoa. you believe what you're seeing. Damn. Okay? And, and so where, where is that NTSCS system? Well, it's in North America and Japan. That's it. 
Okay. Uh, the, 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 Brit, the Brits developed a system called PAL system, phase amplitude longitude or something like that. It runs at 55 cycles per second. Okay. And then the, the French developed something because they said they didn't want their people watching British TV. So they developed something called CCAM, which also runs at 55. And then the uh, communist world picked up big on the CCAM and they generally use CCAM. So you have these three kinds of systems around the world. And, and you see part of the control that these people are working on um, they, they like uh, generational, they, they, you know, again, they, they always like the people fighting each other and they don't, you know, they don't want us talking to our parents. They don't want us talking to our kids. Okay. And so um, there's a very good book called generations, a history of America's future. And in that book, it talks about these four different, um, Oh, uh, cadres that, that go through history together. You have a you have an idealistic, you have a creative, an adaptive, and a reactive. Okay? And these things work together to move us forward. Well, in this book, they showed that in the 1860s... Sorry, okay, what is the, the name of the book again? It's called Generations, A History of America's Future. Okay, and I, there we go. Just strongly recommend it that that you understand the dynamic of of what's going on. And so in this book, they talk about the in the 1860s, the people that were teens and preteens in the 1860s, that generation didn't cohere. It didn't come together. Okay, Uh, some of the people joined the generation after some of them joined the generation before some of them just went out in the woods and did weird stuff. Yeah. Who are they? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, you guys looking for a fun new podcast? I am really awesome, dude. You know, I want to tell you about our good friends at IP frequently. Okay, listen, we're all looking for business podcasts. I mean, we just want to know what's going on on the streets on Wall Street, right, Johnny? You were just talking about that the other day. That I was. I was saying, you know, I kind of know what's going on on the street. Yeah. But I want to know what's going on Wall Street. <laughs> Boom. That's for sure, dude. And, I, you know, I was looking for all these podcasts. And guess what? There are all these business podcasts. They're dry. They're and they got boring hosts. I fell asleep the other day in the middle of traffic listening to a podcast. Oh, business. Dude, it was garbage. This one's got 80s music. Dude, and you know what I love? 80s music. Johnny, I dh- dude, I just love to hear about, you know, uh, like Wall She's Street. She's my best. cherry pie. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> and I just think about I and I run. I run so far away from boring podcasts. <laughs> Gotta That's get what away. I right, dude? So, but guess what I found? I found a podcast called I frequently you get it dude okay i listen to dave and the host the host of ip frequently and i found exactly what i was looking for solid business advice 80s music and headline news dude what more could you ask for johnny what more xavier xavier loves listening to white guys talk and when he listens to it there's nothing more white than 80s music okay so check out check them out subscribe to ip 
pee frequently and stay up to date with their weekly streams of episodes wherever you get your podcast. Dude, I love it. I think it's a great podcast. Johnny makes love to it, by the way, which is so I awesome. I love the cars. Dude, he loves to make love to IP frequency. <laughs> and if you love business, Rick you love Cassis, 80s my music, you love making love, okay, check out IP frequently wherever you listen to podcasts. And so... Uh, and this was the I. This was the civic generation of those four generations. Okay, and because of because our civic generation didn't come together. Okay, we were basically a four cycle engine only running on three cycles. Okay, and it made us more susceptible to these influences from out in the shadows that these secret societies do. Okay, and. Um, so they, they didn't come together. Why didn't they come together? Okay. It was because of three things. Okay. There was a war. There was an assassination of a president and opium. Okay. And because this civics generation didn't get together. Okay. The secret societal organization was able to heavily affect our body politic. Okay, the first thing that they did, okay, um, was they did a false flag, the Spanish-American War. Okay, they said, oh, you know, the uh, Cubans, are, the Spanish are teaching, treating those Cuban people very, very bad. This, they start talking about concentration camps. They're putting the Cubans in concentration camps, blah, 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 blah. You know, and they tried and tried, and finally uh, they got the Maine to blow up. Well, um, also involved in this is, is Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. During this time, Teddy Roosevelt was the undersecretary of Navy and, uh, the secretary of Navy had gout and he was feeling bad one day and he went home early. Teddy stepped up to the desk and wrote off a bunch of missives and sent them off. The Secretary of Navy came back the next day and said, Teddy, what did you do? And he never went left early again. And basically what happened, when the, when the main blew up and, uh, you know, there was sufficient uh, vitriol to declare war on Spain, we didn't go to Cuba right away. I mean, Roosevelt got to quit his job and, and you know, get a bunch of his friends together for the Rough Riders, but we did take the Philippines right away. Because when Teddy Roosevelt was sitting there, he'd sent off these missives to, to Dewey to, to, to go into Manila. Well, why did we do that? It's called drugs, okay? Mm-hmm. Because story see, of, uh, it's the same story over and over again, man. Yeah, yeah. the, the secret societies, okay, uh, uh, Skull and Bones was started um, by two people, Al- Alfonso Taft and William Huntington Russell. William Huntington Russell was a scion of Russell and Company, which was the third largest opium smuggling co- uh, company in the world, the, yeah. the largest one in America. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and the Americans became very, very tight with the Chinese because, see, during the first opium war, uh, the Americans weren't at any part of it, and, and we had the only uh, trading house open in Canton for, for many, many years, okay? So um, after the second opium war, opium became legal, okay? It became, it just, it became legal, okay? So um, 
these um, smugglers had they you know they created what's known as the opium clipper, and they'd go up and down the China coast and stop at towns, and they would only work with one Chinese in each town. He became their comprador, their agent. Okay, well, it didn't. It took a little while for those those agents to figure out. Wait a minute, it's legal. I don't need you smugglers anymore. They just call up India and say, hey, send me a boatload. You know, I'll pay the duty. And so um, this is when the Sassoons and whatnot started making their money. And so you can you can look in the historical record and you can see where these, because before opium became illegal, uh, these secret societies owned 85% of the emerging steel infrastructure in the Far East. We're talking steamships and railroads, okay? And then once it became legal, they lost their cash cow, and you can see their ownership going down, 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 okay? So um, they fomented the um, Spanish-American War, took the Philippines. Why did they take the Philippines, okay? Because Manila is the oldest western port in the Far East, Okay, the Spain the Spaniards set it up a long, long time ago. Okay, and all these smugglers had their back offices, had a lot of back offices in, in Manila. Because even at that time, they didn't say that they were opium smugglers. They, oh, we, we deal with China goods, you know. But they've been dead now for many years, and we can look at their records, and they <laughs> they ship boatloads of, uh, of opium. So, Damn, um, in the Philippines, what happened there? Well, we sent out... Arthur MacArthur, as the first military governor, uh, they declared the war over way before it was, uh, and it was a it was a horrendous war there. We raped, pillaged, um, you know, destroyed whole villages. Mark Twain got himself in a lot of trouble talking about it. And then they sent out William Howard Taft as the first um, uh, civilian governor. Okay. Now, William Howard Taft is a member of the Order of Skull and Bones, a member, uh, is, the, is the son of the founder, one of the founders of Skull and Bones. So uh, William McKinley, who was president, asked uh, William Howard Taft twice to be on the Supreme Court, okay, which is a lifetime appointment. And, and Taft had let it known that he wanted to be on the Supreme Court. Matter of fact, he ended up being on the Supreme Court, and he's the only guy in history to be both President of the United States and Chief mm. Justice of the United States Supreme Court. And so then after McKinley was shot and Roosevelt was President, because the Roosevelts were heavily involved with the opium trade. They they were ship owners and ship captains. They owned Jesus, and then man. yes, dude. Damn. Delano Franklin Delano um, uh, Warren Delano, his grandfather was the chief factor for uh, Russell and Company for twenty years. As a matter of fact, he um, made one fortune, came back to the United States, lost it in a panic, and went back and made another fortune. Okay, so um, then uh, after Roosevelt became president, after a while, he asked um, uh, Taft, William Howard Taft, to be uh, uh, Secretary of War. And William Howard Taft said, okay, I'll be Secretary of War. My daddy had been Secretary of War, and he came home. And if you look at the historical record in between McKinley asking him to be on the Supreme Court twice and 
And finally, leaving the Philippines as Secretary of War, what did William Howard Taft do? He made opium illegal for the first time in modern Asia, which means you got to have smugglers again. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then William Howard Taft started the Hague and the Shanghai Convention, which gave us the prohibitions that we have today. And those prohibitions have nothing to do with our health, have nothing to do with our children, have have nothing to do with our community. They have to do with keeping a black market in place so people in the shadows can sell plants for sometimes more than gold. Yes, dude, 100%. It's my same opinion on prostitution, why they don't want to legalize prostitution is so they can make a black market from it and make a lot of money off it. I could not agree more. And it just makes me wonder. It's like, just seems like, it just seems, man, that like they tell us wars for one reason, but it's always another reason. And it just always seems to involve opium drugs, stuff like that. And well, yep, yep, that's a lot about it. I mean, that's one reason I work very, very hard here in Oregon uh, to get marijuana legal, okay? Because, uh, you know, of all the drugs, uh, marijuana is, is they, they sell a lot more marijuana than anything else, and instead of that money now going to people in the shadows, it's actually going to the state uh, to help people, okay? And, and actually here in Oregon, we have... Uh, decriminalized mm-hmm. all drugs, yes. all of them, okay. all of them. You know, because there, there's, there's way more of a problem when they're illegal than when they're legal. Because when they're illegal, the guy, uh, you know, he doesn't care how old you are, just if you can put your nickel on the counter. Okay, so, um, and and now here, here's how the secret societies run the world. Okay, it's, yes. it, it, and it's about control. Okay, it's a leviathan of three levels, and each level has three parts, okay? The top level is mining, metal, and money. And you think about it, and, it, you know, if you control the mining that the metal comes from, that the money is supposed to be based on, you're in a pretty good position, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when I looked at, like, skull and bones as a, like a, a, through a social historian's eyes, <laughs> I found that they had a lot of – a lot of mining uh, engineers, and they owned a lot of mines and all, all that kind of stuff. And then, actually, I had a guy who he kept after me for writing this book about gold mining. It was very, very thick and very dense. And I said, gosh, guy, I'm just getting – I don't know if I can do that. And finally, he got it published out of someplace out of Poland. And then he came at me again and said he wanted to do this little book. And I says, well, okay. And we got his book out, and um, he was living in London, and he received his books, and he was dead in seven days. Really? And, yeah. And this was no light lightweight. His uh, he had uh, uh, Art Pepper, the uh, uh, the lawyer for the King family, was was his lawyer too. So, um, so and. So that's a top level mining metal and money. Well, are okay. you saying there might be some something happened behind the scenes? They died, or was he just old? Oh no, he was hit. He was uh, run over by a hit and run lorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh, um, 
And then, because wow. he could cause he could cause trouble on that thing. Cause his this guy's uh, daddy was a mining engineer. His granddaddy was a mining engineer, and his great grandpa um, was uh, uh, one of the original Forty uh, Niners in 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 California. Made a oh. strike there. Went over to uh, Nevada. Was part of the Comstock load. Uh, had been president of of uh, the one of the, Pac- the Pacific Railroads. You know, I mean, uh, and he had, uh, he owned the, the largest uh, set of, of, of papers that, that show where uh, gold could be. Uh, it was called the Hoover Requa papers. I mean, they were very, very famous. So um, uh, then the, the middle section, okay, is, is drugs guns and oil and this is a very active situation this is where you know they they're gathering everything and and uh, uh, war and, and everything like that and you see um oil okay now the we, we you know we're told the story of uh, a drake okay and who did the first uh, well there in pennsylvania well, actually, you see, there's a, a, a member of Skull and, Skull and Bones, Dr. Benjamin Selman Jr., okay, who had gotten uh, some uh, samples of oil from uh, Cornell. He called it rock oil. And he wrote a letter, and he said, you know, gentlemen, um, you have some very uh, valuable products here with very inexpensive uh, processing. Uh, he wrote that to the Pennsylvania Rock Oil Company of, of New York that was owned by the uh, – all of the, these, these two families. And uh, as soon as he wrote that letter, um, the Pennsylvania Rock Oil Company was sold to investors in New Haven, Connecticut, where Skull and Bones is based. And the Bissells, who had started it, soon had their son in the order of Skull and Bones. And so, um, and, th- and these were the people who, who financed Drake, okay, to put up that first uh, oil well. So, I mean, uh, and, and, you know, there's, there's way many place, ways to get energy than just burning oil, okay? But these guys own the oil store, so they're going to keep it open as long as they yes, can. Yes, yes, yes. Okay? Yes. And, and then uh, uh, guns and, and ammo, I mean, uh, Connecticut, where Skull and Bones was based, uh, used to be known as, uh, as America's arsenal. I mean, um, <laughs> Almost all the Browning uh, rifles in World War One, World War Two, were built in this factory that uh, uh, goes in a straight line from uh, uh, the uh, Skull and Bones uh, Temple, and then uh, Sikorsky, who did the uh, uh, helicopters, was in Connecticut. Uh, the U-boats were done there in in, in Groton, uh, Connecticut. You know, uh, and so and then and then and then the drugs. Okay, because. The drugs give these guys a huge, big slush fund that then allows them to, uh, you know, take over. I mean, if you had two sugar companies, and and we don't, there's just one sugar company, okay? But if you had two sugar companies and one was bringing in cocaine and the other one wasn't, how how long is the other one going to last, you know? So, uh, you know, that allows them that. And then where this Leviathan meets the road, okay, it's media because, you know, they – you got to control what's said, and then movies slash music because you got to control the culture. It'll bite you on your ass, okay? And then quote unquote magic. 
<laughs> their ability to hoodwink us and their preponderance on doing mass trauma uh, to scare the heck out of us and, and to keep us in line. I mean, you know, the JFK assassination, 9-11, these are mass trauma um, uh, uh, rituals. COVID? Okay. Do you think COVID's one of them as well? Um, no, but I think that uh, uh, the, once the chum is in the water, yep. okay, uh, there's a lot of different agendas. There's a, there's a lot of different agendas. And, and you have to understand that after March of 2017, um, once uh, Trump was in there and they released all the CIA, um, you know. JFK uh, documents? No, not the JFK documents, the tools, the tools. Okay. Now, you know, let's think about intelligence. Okay. Let's think about intelligence. And uh, we're going to call it a, a playing field. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, how, how do you get on that playing field? Okay. Well, the first, your first thing is, is you collect all publicly um, available material. Okay. You get all the newspapers, you get all the magazines, you get a lot of, in this digital age, it's, it's a heck of a lot. You, 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 you get that all in. Okay. Then you're, that's all public information. Okay. Then you're, and you're just, you're taking notes. Okay. That's what Intel intelligence is. You're taking notes. You're finding, you're getting Intel, you're getting intelligence. Okay. Okay. So your, your next step up is you're dealing with private material. Okay. And that's what those tools that were released in March of 2017 allow people to get into private spheres. Okay. And you have different levels of, of, of private spheres. Okay. But if you're going to do Intel, you know, you're going to take notes on the public stuff. Then you're going to take notes on, on the private stuff. And then are, if you get to the next point, you get beyond taking notes is action, is being able to do something. Okay. So after that 2017 dump, okay, it just upped the game of a lot of people, brought a lot of people up into the playing field. So, I mean, you probably have – Somewhere between 70 and 100 sovereign countries that have the wherewithal to create intelligence op- operations, okay? At the very least, take notes, and maybe they can get into to, uh, action. Then you have what we're, we can call fraternal organizations, okay, like the, you know, the different secret societies. Then you have, you know, you've got a lot of financial organizations, okay, that are going to be uh, creating intel and stuff. So yes. You, yes. You've got a you've got a very crowded playing field with a lot of people with a lot of different agendas out there. And sometimes, you know, I always say it's like LA, there's like what they say, sixty gangs, seventy gangs. Sometimes those gangs work together. Sometimes they go at it. It all depends on the game that's being played and who's playing the game. Uh, you know, you talk about a lot of the stuff and uh, that's been played in the past. I just personally believe that the assassination of JFK was kind of the hijacking of the government blatantly, whereas before it was done as quietly behind closed doors without anybody knowing. Uh, what are your whole thoughts on what the JFK assassination represented? Well, it was it was a hit on the American people. Okay, it was it was 
a, a couple of things, okay? I mean, if you can, you know, kill the president, okay, on bloody Elm Street, okay, um, in, 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 you know, in broad daylight, and you're clinking your glasses at happy hour, and everybody knows it, okay? I mean, that, that really, you know, tells the American people, well, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't, you know, we're, we're in control. We're, we're in control, okay? And it, it, it's, it's the start of them um, almost coming out and, and, and being, being, being um, more brazen. More, more brazen about it, yes. And, but it was a, uh, you know, I mean, and they did it on a date called uh, 11 slash 22, okay? And if you read any books about classical numerology, 11 and 22, one of their main meanings are mastery and supermastery, okay? So if you kill the king, because that's what it is, it's, it, it, you can, it's the killing of the king. It's a ritual. You can read about it in, in uh, um uh, the Golden Bow, Fraser's Golden Bow, which was you know written in the 30s and, and some of it way before then. But if, if you can kill the king and take his power, okay, and do it in such a way that you do it, you know, silently, okay, and you're you're flashing to the people that you're the masters. Well, if they're the masters, then I guess we must be the slaves, right? Mm-hmm. And if you read um, Hegel. I mean, Hegel talks about this bondage relationship, this this yeah, unsaid really. bondage relationship between a master and a slave, yeah. and it, it's basically the psychological warfare that they're trying to do. And and you see, uh, us boomers, okay, we weren't supposed to cohere, okay. They did a thing, uh, uh, just like they did to those kids in the eighteen sixties, okay. The kids who were, who were teens and preteens in the 1960s, okay, we weren't supposed to cohere as a generation. And we were of this you know, four group. We were the idealistic uh, of that four, four group. So they were, they were coming after ideals. Before the, the one in the 1860s, they came after our civic, okay? Now they're, they're coming after our, our ideals. And, and to put this in place, they had to have three things in place by the 1950s, Okay. The first was that NTSC television system. I mean, the, the television, the patents for television go back to the 20s, okay? But they didn't bring it about commercially and viable until then, okay? And, and then you, you had to have a nascent drug culture, okay? And then you also had to have the modern education system which was brought to us quite openly through a campaign uh, from the uh, 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 Masons, okay? Because if you look back on, uh, at the secret societies in Skull and Bones, one of the very first things they did was take over our education system, okay? Dewey and Mann weren't members of Skull and Bones, but every time they needed money to go over to Europe to bring this system over, they brought the Prussian education system over here that was developed by the Prussians after they got beat by Napoleon. And that's where uh, compulsory education started. They took kids by bayonet point uh, and took them to the schools and taught them what to think instead of how to think. Okay. And they brought that over here. So us boomers were not supposed to cohere. We were supposed to be this pieced out, drugged out generation. I mean, one of the first things my father ever told me, this is like, 
1966 or 67, he says, he said, they're out to opiate your whole generation. This was the first time I'd ever heard the word opiate. Well, I knew what it meant, but I, I told my dad, I says, listen, dad, I, I don't see that stuff. I don't like it. And remember, dad, the nurse had to chase me around the, the desk just to get a, a shot in me. I don't like needles. And and I, I said, I just uh, smoke a little pot and I'll never forget it because dad, the way he spat out, he says, well, you're still making money for them. <laughs> the way he said them, I knew he didn't like that. Okay. So basically, us boomers, we did cohere. We cohered as hippies around a joint being smoked around a circle with a little bit of LSD thrown in. Okay. Because see, LSD, yes, you can disrupt with LSD, but you can't control with LSD. I mean, opium, you know, heroin's got a pretty easy uh, dynamic. Uh, here, kid, uh, you want some? Oh, you want some more? Oh, how about your friends? You know, I mean, that, that's the dynamic with, with, with opium and heroin. With, with LSD, you know, I mean, everybody, it, it treats people differently. You know, some people, LSD? They, they often start wearing white sheets, you know. So. LSD is not mushrooms. I know they're psychedelics, and some people like to, like to clump them together. It is two different rides. You don't think that the CIA brought in LSD? We've we've oh, heard about stuff I, like I that. Think that. I think the CIA brought in LSD, and, and the CIA did a lot of experiments with LSD. Okay, but uh, like I say, you can you you can use LSD to disrupt, but you can't use LSD to to, to control it. Uh, let me tell you a story. Uh, uh, a good friend, uh, Ken Kesey, around here. And they were always trying to recreate the bus trip, you know. They're always trying to recreate the bus trip. And so uh, they, in early San Francisco, they got uh, all the, the bands, the, the Dead and the, the Airplane and, and Quicksilver to agree to do this bus trip, okay. And they got, it, it, it got down to the parking lot, okay, and uh, Kenny Kinney Corporation owned Warner Brothers, okay? Now, it's not Kinney Shoes. It's Kinney Parking Garages, okay? That's the mob, okay? And <laughs> so it, 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 they got there, and they were saying, okay, we're, we'll do it. We're ready to go. Uh, but you have to have Keezy. He uh, has to be the ringmaster. They wouldn't allow Keezy to be the ringmaster because you couldn't control him, okay? They brought in wavy gravy and and uh, th this is what ended up being the storm stone ground tour and they they went off with a uh, bus and that led off with a uh, sign that says we're coming for your daughters you know <laughs> and, and so it, like i say yes I, I do believe but you know there's a whole thing of, of, of laurel canyon and lsd mm -hmm. you know and, and they created the hippies to blah 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 well I was there, okay, and they didn't, if anything, um, you know, the, the you had the uh, 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 the doctor giving out pills. I mean, we, we just, we, we took it way beyond whatever they could think, you know, and I think that's, that's one of our, our, our things we can do now because, you know, a lot of times, you know, people think, well, these secret societies, they've got, 
so much power and blah. Uh, they really don't. They, they really have a virtual power, and there's way more of us than, than are of them. And their basic power right now is really virtual. And this this bottom level, okay, uh, the media, uh, the movies and music, and, and the quote-unquote, I believe we the people can grab that, okay, take it over and just flip flip the script, okay, because uh, it's like like the media, okay. Um, I truly think that you know uh, they we can we can push the media beyond, um, and we can we can push our, our government beyond what they think that we, that they are, and because they're. Really, I truly think the power is with the people if we want to do it. Couldn't agree more, sir. Couldn't agree more. Sam, Sam, That's, we- hold on. That's why we talk about false, false flags so much. You know, because they need false flags to get us to hurt us in a certain direction. Because, they, I mean, if you take a look at recently with the Iran war, right? That were the or the what they attempted to be was an Iran false flag, which was oh they attacked our drone. Well, what people don't realize, and what is really sad and really scary, is that they had flown a plane full of our servicemen by this drone, hoping that if they hit the drone, they would hit the plane, and then they could say we lost these. They attacked American soldiers. And that would draw us into a, a war with Iran and 9-11, JFK, uh, you know, they're j- all these false. Fl- we see these school shootings over and over again to try to take away our guns because they can't do anything without our approval. Now, this election, I think they hijacked it. They they'd use the uh, Nope, You don't think so? No, no, I don't think so. No, no. Uh, Trump, Trump was a con man. You know, Trump. Trump was a con man, and no, I. I, I mean, I, I followed uh, the election scandals for for many, many years, and, and followed these electronic machines. Okay, and and one thing that is happening is change is happening. Okay, now the biggest thing that I saw in this election was in Georgia, instead of just having electronic blips. And being going back to the same electronic blip control, they actually had paper ballots. Okay, and if we go to paper ballots, you're going to find that. I mean, why have the Republicans been just spending, you know, the last ten years, you know, trying to make it so people can't vote? I would know? agree on that. I would agree that before this whole thing, and you know, it's okay, man. You know, every. You're, now, you're, I, want, I want to bring up one thing. I want to bring sure. up one thing. Uh, do you guys know who Colonel Tom Parker is? I've heard the name. Well, he was uh, Elvis's uh, yes, manager. Yes, that's who I thought it was, yes. Okay. Well, you know, um, when, when, when they were first starting, you know, um, uh, Colonel Tom had the idea, says, you know, if I can get these girls to scream and go, go nuts, you know, that'll be really good, you know. So he got some girls together and 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 what else is I'm going to pay you guys to you know to to yell and scream, okay. Then the next concert came and he was ready to to pay these girls again, but you know what? He, he found out he didn't have to do that anymore. He only had to pay them once, 
Okay. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is, is we need a lot of discernment. We need a lot of discernment here because not everything is a false flag. Not everything is a false flag. Agree. Okay. Because you have you have copycats and you have you have you have things and like I say they just get you know all Colonel Tom had to do was do it once. Okay. So we need a lot of discernment and and, and the, the the main thing is is to uh, you know uh, treat your brothers and sisters you know. <laughs> nice, and I, I agree. And I totally agree. Do you remember your question? Yeah, you you were you were saying that the media can take us over. Uh, do you think the internet got away from them? Sam always says this that the internet yeah. or that computers got away from them, and that kind of has to do with like, the LSD in the sixties. Oh 60s. yeah, well yeah yeah. I mean, um, the, the internet. You know, the, it, it was it was developed by DARPA. You know, the first thing was developed by DARPA, but you know they didn't know what to really do with it. Okay, and really where 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 it started. A lot was in 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 San Francisco, okay. Other than the the, the guy over in Europe that, that created the WWW part, okay. And, and 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 because they they gave these grad students in in San Francisco, they says here, okay, we've got this thing, you know. And pretty soon these grad students started finding out. Wait a minute, I can sell my Volvo to the guy over there, and so it 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 really you know, yes, it it grew beyond what anybody thought it could be, you know, I mean, you can, you can go and look in all the science fiction and everything. And, you know, there are some pretty close things in, in maybe some of the Heinlein stuff, but there was never anything that was complete as to what the internet is. And, you know, I mean, Lord have mercy. I, I you know, I'm, I'm 70, you know, so I, I'm sure I just, you know, to a percent, a small percentage of all the digital stuff that, that is available to people today, you know? Yeah. And and you're, you know, the older guard didn't quite understand the uh, internet. And, you know, for me, just, this is just my opinion. We see the, the um, playbook played over and over and over again, and it's almost the same playbook. And then, you know, now with the internet, there's more of a, a, a record that people, oh, this seems like what they did. Like when, again, when we go back to the Iran where they try to draw us into this, everyone goes, this sounds exactly like weapons of mass destruction that you lied to us about. We're not falling for it again. And I do really do believe that we we are all the power. And I do believe people are waking up. Now, with this COVID thing, I know you have, you don't you don't think everything's false like it. I totally respect that. But now... We're just seeing right now where Chicago's mayor, New York's governor, and now L.A. County, which were had incredibly stringent like restrictions on living, are now like, whoa, man, we're suddenly, uh, you know, I think we're going to open it up now. And you're like, wow, man, that's kind of crazy. A week after inauguration, all of a sudden, everything's ready to rock and roll and get going. And... Everybody said that was going to happen. Everyone's like, this is what's going on. Now the, the who is coming out with like, hey, everybody, I guess these C, what are these tests called? The CP, 
uh, our tests or whatever they're called is the the test they do the uh the the covid test on the you pcr know? test the pcr test right now they're like oh yeah we if you modulate it too high it gets false positives you're like yeah we've been saying that for a while but now all the official trusted sources are coming out and the masses are like oh yeah it looks like we're beating it <laughs> we're finally beating it together and it just seems very calculated when you hear about the great reset sir what are your thoughts on that well again you know uh, i don't expect the elites to stop being the elites okay and 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 trying to do things but the thing is is that we've got a lot more input uh, on to what's going on. The people have a lot more input on to what's going on. I mean, uh, look at this media. I mean, we, this is, you know, alternative media here um, that is, is seeing a lot more people than, you know, you know, and, and, and it's going to continue to grow. So uh, the, I think that the, the pandemic has shown the paucity and, uh, you know, the, the falseness of, quote, unquote, the system. I mean, you know, what is money, you know, uh, and, and all of this? Because now, um, like, you know, like the, all the QAnon and all that crap, okay? I mean, I've been one of the only publishing houses, okay, that will publish stuff about um, the, the uh, child sex problem, okay? And I, and like in, in Franklin scandal, I don't know if you know about Franklin scandal, but um, you had a situation there where this uh, state Senator from uh, Nebraska was uh, uh, fighting, fighting against these uh, kids being abused. And he's uh, in a, in the uh, chambers of a judge and he's telling the judge, he says, Judge, you know, you know all of this is real. You know, why, why, why isn't anything happening? Why can't you do something? Why, why are these kids getting abused? You know, and he, he relates how the judge was sitting there uh, mumbling, saying, I'm a man, I'm not a God, I'm a, I'm a man, I'm not a God. And then finally, the judge tells uh, uh, the state senator, he says, go watch Go read Billy Bud. And this guy was all upset. He didn't. He didn't go read Billy Bud. But later on, he was sitting at home, and Billy Bud came on the TV. Damn. And Billy Billy Bud's a novel about you know by Herman Melville, and and basically uh, the, the the crux of the matter is is this um, really nice guy um, does something, and this guy dies. Okay. And everybody wants to let the nice guy off. And it gets down to it, and, and it, the, all the, the officers are, are saying, uh, you know, the, the, the guy that got killed was a bastard and blah, 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 this guy, you know. And then one by one, these officers change their mind, okay, because they come to, quote, unquote, the realization that if they – show mercy for this one guy, then the system comes apart. Okay. So they're, 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 they're perpetrating evil 
so that the system can continue. Okay. So um, I truly think that, you know, we can change the system. The system can be changed. We don't have to deal with this evil that happens. It's my own thoughts. Nope. I can, uh, you know, there's several different pills. There's like blue pill, there's red pill, and then there's black pill. And we have this guy called Black Pill Cool Guy. And that's the guy that's all doom and gloom, and but never has any kind of like, how can we change it? That's white pill. White pill is the, there's, you forget about white pill? That's like super like, you know what's going on, but you're going to be optimistic the whole way around. I've never heard of never white new one. Pill. That's the new one. That, I mean, I must have just heard it. Some guys like I'm white pill. Like I'm, I'm woke, but I'm going to stay positive, and I'm going to figure out that it's something. And we're going to. But that some... tends to be blue yeah, pill. Yeah, you know, in, in classical education, classical education, um, consi- one of, one of the parts of classical education at, it was originally known as dialectic, and it's also known to us as dialogue. Okay, and basically what they were saying, okay, we've got a problem. How do we solve it? Well, we solve it by talking about it, by, you know, by looking at all sides of it, by, by talking through it. And I, I, I truly think that, uh, you know, the power of these secret societies is not as strong as it once was, okay? Why? A, a big reason is is because they aren't secret anymore, okay? I mean, uh, Anthony Sutton, when, when he first started uh, writing about uh, Skull and Bones, I mean— <laughs> George H.W. Bush tried to claim that he wasn't a member. He did that for quite a while. He said, oh, no, 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 no. You know, so there's a lot more information out there. We've got a lot more information. And I truly think that, um, you know, we've, we've got basically Trump was coming at us. He was a con man that was controlled by uh, a bunch of the criminal gangs. You know, okay. He, he Crime did, boss. That's 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 where Trump is. Trump Trump's a crime boss, you know, oh, yeah. and he he didn't do uh, good things for America. I'm sorry. So, but 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 can I ask you what do you think Joe Biden represents? Uh, I, I listen. I have no. I make no illusions that anybody in that position is anything other than a monster. And there's like degrees of monsters, in my humble opinion. I, and I could also be wrong. I have no problems with that. But there's degrees of my mon- now. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I truly think that. See, Biden wasn't ever selected for this position. Biden was, you know, Biden wasn't selected for this position. Um, and I truly think that if we, the people, hold his feet to the fire. We can push this country into the country that we want, not the country that the elites want. I find that very interesting. I find the whole thing very interesting. I find the game. I I just, you know, I mean, when you when when you hear because a big part of the conspiracy movement is that there's a large occult group of people, the occult, uh, who who are into you know, that are kind of, again, the secret society group of people. And that, you know, it's like when they talk about Camille Harris, that she is a part of the Knights of Templar, you know, like or, that, like she's part of this group within law enforcement that is the Knights of Templar. 
and that she is part of a secret society, and that's why she's been picked. And uh, can anyone get into that position that walks that is clean? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, they they haven't asked me to join. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I again. What what I like? I mean, I, I looked at Skull and Bones very very hard, and I, I find that you know they don't uh, they aren't just really looking for evil people. Okay, uh, they're they're looking for people that will help them. Okay, and and how a conspiracy really works. Okay, is it, it's very very small at the core. Very very small at the core. And from out, from from there outward, what they do is they game people. They play people into position. They don't bring them into the conspiracy and say, "Hey, you want to you want to um, uh, worship uh, the devil with us or yeah, stuff like yeah, that." Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they it, 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 it's a it's a very it's like um, I don't know like the the Kennedy assassination. I, how I look at it, there was a, a guy by name of Trent Parker. He was uh, Naval Intelligence and CIA, and he was uh, shadowing Hoover. Okay, Hoover didn't think he could get shadowed. Okay, but uh, they got a conversation with Hoover, LBJ, Alan Dulles, George H.W. Bush, and Nelson Rockefeller. Okay, and that's your main crew. Okay, because you see Johnson and Hoover. Okay, because. Yeah, they're they're pretty big here on, on uh, you know on the planet here. But if you're a little bit above them in the hierarchy, okay, they're so blackmailable. They're in your pocket. That's I mean, they've got so many crimes and, and stuff. They're they're in your pocket, okay. And then Dulles is a consigliere, okay. And and George Consigliari, H. W. What is that, sir? What is that? A lawyer. You know, it, it's uh, from the mafia. It's your it's your lawyer that that helps you uh, navigate. Tom, and, the Tom and, Hagen of uh, of your group there for Godfather fans out there, yeah. and then and then you have uh, um, a George H W Bush, and the, the word on on the street is you see because in these secret societies, if you want to move up in the ranks, you have to do certain things, mm. and he made his bones in the Kennedy assassination because some of the things you have to do is you have to kill oh. a person, okay, and then and then you had Nelson Rockefeller who'd been promised the presidency a long time ago. And, you know, if Gerald Ford, if, if uh, Squeaky Jane Fromm and, and that other lady had been better shots, who would have been president? Nelson Rockefeller, okay, after, after Gerald Ford. And then you had, uh, in that crew, you had two other people on the outside that were helping him, Averill Harriman and David Rockefeller. And, and that's your basic crew. And beyond that, you, you, you have to play the Cubans. You have to play the people in the military. You, you don't bring them into the, the thing. And like 9-11, people talk about George W. Bush. Now, there's no way you would bring George W. Bush into the That's plan. That's true. You I know? believe that. Why? Why would you bring him in? What, what is he going to add to it? No. You want him to be able to sit there and, and react like he doesn't know shit. Excuse my language. Yeah, you're allowed. Go off, dude. You know, Go off. So, so that you know, it, it, conspiracy is you know, it's it, it's not what a lot of people think it is. You know, it's not a bunch of people sitting around in a room, you know, um, doing certain things. So it's a little, 
So when you talk about blackmail, we've been uh, dealing with a lot of uh, what we believe to be uh, a uh, blackmail of with pedophilia. We had the Jeffrey Epstein thing that was very big. Some think that he was, you know, they just kind of sacrificed him, whether that whole trial is real, whether he really killed himself. Um, do you think the blackmail has gotten weirder and weirder over time? Like back in the 1800s, maybe if you cheated on your wife, they could blackmail <laughs> you on that. And then for a while, they could blackmail you on being gay, but social norms have changed. And now it's got kind of pedophilia. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, it's it's been going on for a long time. Okay. Um, what's his name? Uh, Roy Cohn. Okay. He was running little boys in the 30s. Okay. Um, and no, it's, it's been going on for, for quite, you know, honey traps. They're, they're called honey traps and they've been going on for quite a while. Yeah. Wait, and, is that, is that the same Roy Cohn that was Trump's, uh, sort of mentor? Is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He, yeah. I mean, it, it's very tied up with the, uh, intelligence agencies, Mossad and, and different groups too. You know, it's about control. It's about control. It's about controlling people. Okay. It's about controlling the future. It's about, it's about, Control your kid's future. Is, uh, is, uh, I just got a couple more questions left. Um, is Mossad, CIA, MI6, are they all the same organization with just a different name? Um, no. No, they're, uh, they're sovereign countries. They're, they're, they're sovereign countries, okay? And, I mean, it's like, you know, people try and say the, the JFK was a CIA hit. And I, I look at them and I say, well... It wasn't a CIA hit. It was a secret societal hit. The secret societies are able to go in and use different parts of, of things. So that's where that's where the if you're trying to look at them together, it, it's from above from the secret societal. But no, um, no, they're separate organizations. They're, they're sovereign countries. Um, the '60s, man, we saw a lot of assassinations, and then suddenly we haven't seen any on that kind of level. We do see people which seem to have, you know, the Vince Foster uh, assassinate what seemed to have killed, been killed. Uh, Webb, who open, who basically, you know, basically allowed everybody to know the CIA was selling drugs within the United States to foreign black op to fund black ops uh, stuff. Uh, it just seemed like assassinations were everywhere. Do you, what are your thoughts on why it was everywhere and then it just stopped? Um, uh, well, because you had uh, people like Hoover in power and Dulles in power that could do that. Okay. For, for, for a part of the big, I mean, you have to understand after Watergate, you know, things changed quite a bit in the federal government. Okay. The, the fiefdoms that were there before are not there afterwards. You have a lot more uh, people running interference. Okay, you have a lot more lawyers and, and different things. So, you know, these inspector generals weren't around at that time. Okay, and also because of the uh, uh, the threats. I mean, uh, the the threat to quote unquote uh, their power. Um, uh, the Kennedys were were very much of a, a threat to their power. And you know, when when I look at it, I see the. Uh, Ducks put in a row for the Kennedy assassination before Kennedy was even elected. And, and, you know, Kennedy in old Irish means wounded head. What? What? K 
Kennedy in old Irish means wounded head. Oh my God. Whoa. Oh my God. So it's, you know, it's been a psychological warfare, but um, it, uh, I don't know, I, I, I truly see that the, the uh, you know, the power and the dynamics of the secret societies are, are, aren't as powerful as they were at that point in time. I mean, they were very, very powerful in the 60s when those things were happening. They were very, very powerful. They aren't yeah. as powerful now. And we've seen over the last four years, I mean, we just saw the Vegas shooting and that, mm-hmm. that story just fall apart very quickly. Then we had the Florida Parkland shooting. That story seemed to fall apart very quickly. Uh, can I ask you one last thing? Nonlinear warfare. What, have you heard of it, and what do you think about it? Well, I mean, basically, you're, you're talking Cold War. Um, yeah, it, nonlinear warfare uh, happens. Um, again, who are the combatants? Who are the combatants and, and what are, you know, who, who, who are they trying to uh, affect? I mean, you know, if you look at a lot, I mean, who has been the main target? The American population, the American right. populace. Right, 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 right. I understand. Well, my whole uh, final thing, man, final, final thing. Do you feel like we are more divided than ever or do you see – that there's a very vocal group of us that are very divided, but people seem to be coming together a little more. Oh, they're, they're, they're dividing us into smaller groups to a certain extent. You know, I mean, um, like I, I'm sorry, my phone's ringing. It's totally here. fine. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> you know they're 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 trying you know and and a lot of it you know is we we do ourselves to a certain extent i mean you know i i i look a lot one of my first uh big researches was the subject i call cia drugs okay now there there's two sides to cia drugs there's the uh, narcotics importation and, and and distribution and all of that and then there's what I call CIA drugs, the dark side, okay? And that's the, the MK Ultra, okay? And so it, we really live in a, in a big minefield, and the, the psychological warfare hasn't just started. It's been going on for generations. And so there's, there's lots of, of, of cliffs for us to, to jump off, okay? Say, oh, the Jews did it all. Okay, or or blah 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 or blah blah blah. So I, I I tell people caveat lector. Okay, don't be afraid to read something, but be very careful on what you believe, and, and to to you know set your actions on. Okay, and so, um, yes, I I, I think we're we're more divided. But in some sense, we also have the possibility of becoming more united, too. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does, because I believe that the facade of race wars and stuff like that, even though there is racism, obviously, but I think people are waking up 
to me personally believing it's a class war than a race war. And that's my my uh, honest opinion on that for sure. Uh, last two questions. Marxism. Do you see it starting to creep in? And should we be worried about it? Or is that just a dumb old system that fails no matter what? Well, I, I find these just to be intellectual um, ideas. Okay. Um you know, I mean, they say that we're 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 a capitalist society here. You know, I mean, we aren't really a capitalist society. We're we 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 live in a monopoly. You know, we live in a society where we have a bunch of monopolists. Okay, mm-hmm. and I, I find that a lot of this is just you know uh, creating things for for people to fight about. Okay, um, because you know, I mean, uh, socialism. You know, is. is Lord have mercy. Um, we all work. If, if we work together, that's socialism, right? Or something like that. I mean, I, I think these labels are, are, are used to, to d- divide us because um, there's no 100% uh, Marxism. There's no 100% socialism. There's no 100% capitalism. It, it's just, you know, uh, how, how, we, how we live together. I mean, you know, and again, and, and we have these, what I call these fake battles, okay? Uh, you've got to be a globalist or you've got to be an anti-globalist. Well, bull, okay? I mean, we live on one planet, <laughs> Yeah. okay? We, it's one, and, and we need to learn how to all get along, okay? It, it, it's not about orthodoxy. It's not about making everybody believe the same thing and everybody live the same way, okay? It's about, you know, being able to live together, okay? So um, I, I just think that, you know, I mean, because we got one side saying, oh, well, you know, the left comes in, it's all communists, and, and that's all bad and evil and blah, you know, it's just a bunch of words that they're using to, to divide us from, from people. You know, I mean, I, I used to get busted for, for pot, Okay, and uh, they—they they, I wouldn't get put in jail because I would give the uh, the uh, I would use this paper. I'd say, okay, you show me. You you say that I can't possess a plant that comes from God. I, I'd say, okay, will you show me where you have the authority over a plant that comes from God that says that I can't possess it? And they couldn't do it. I'd get up. I you know I'd have to you know bring my paper back and forth a couple times. And finally I'd get up to the top judge and he'd say, well, kid, we know you're not guilty of being stupid. Okay. So, so, you know, don't play their, don't let's don't play their game. Let's play our own game. Okay. You know, and uh, because, you know, their game is to have us fight each other all the time. You know, I'm tired of that. Yeah. I can totally agree. I totally agree. So final question, you've published so many books, uh, what is your what book are you most proud of that you publish, and what is the dangerous, most dangerous book you where you're like, oh man, we might get in trouble for this one? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I I like the book I did, Fleshing Out Skull and Bones. I like Anthony Sutton's book, America's Secret Establishment. I like Doctor Mary's Monkey. I like Me and Lee. Uh, I like uh, Jay Dyer's books. I like uh, um, uh, 
the most dangerous book in the world. I, 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 I like books because, you know, books are, you know, they just sit there nice and quiet, you know, and they don't do anything <laughs> until somebody picks them up, you know. And, you know, uh, books, books change people's lives, you know. So uh, I, uh, I, I like them. I, you know, which one's going to give me an, I, I, uh, probably the one I haven't published. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the one by the uh, I can't I can't even think of the name of them. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, I look forward to uh, hopefully having you back again. You know, one of the first episodes we ever did on the show was about Doctor Mary's monkeys and that whole story and how incredible it is, and you know. All, all that stuff and the craziness and just, I mean, that story, I can't believe it's not a movie, dude. That's like all, all the, they've tried, they've tried, you know, uh, you know, let me got time for a couple stories. I mean, dude, I got time. I'm just chilling. I'd love to. Hear okay. Some the, um, the guy who wrote uh, the builder, true story of the Bilderberg. Okay. He had a, uh, a contract for a $120 million uh, blockbuster movie on it. Um, and I, I'm sitting at the uh, Four Seasons in Beverly Hills with the guys that own the Terminator franchise. Okay. And and uh, I, I mentioned, I said, well, you know, you might have some political problems with this uh, book, making it into a movie. And they say, oh, it's okay. Once we, you know, once the latest movie is out in the game, We'll have enough money in our bucket. It won't make any difference at all. You know, I said, okay. And sure enough, uh, uh, about the next year, they uh, in Madrid at uh, uh, Esselin's, because uh, he was living in Spain at the time, they announced a $126 million blockbuster movie on the true story of the Bilderberg Group. And it was really interesting. Within six weeks, all, um, that company was bankrupt. <laughs> and I go into uh, these chat rooms in Hollywood, and I, these people say, we don't know what happened. They still have their money. Okay. Then another time, the, the guy who was the executive producer of 24, okay, he saw how they were using 24 in a propagandic uh, exercise to uh, propagandize the American people. He, he decided he wanted to see uh, some real stories. And so he found my our, our Tryingday.com. He said, hmm, here's some good books here. And he wanted to make three of them into uh, movies. I go down to uh, Los, uh, Los Angeles, and we talk to them. They, you get around a big circle, and they bring in more people, and they're bringing in a Academy Award-winning directors and everything. And then all of a sudden, he, he gets a, a computerized phone call. And it says, oh, well, we're really glad you guys got together and you're going to make these movies and blah, blah, blah. And he, he's, uh, uh, you know, he traces where the phone comes from. And it's coming from the back office of a Boston FBI uh, office. And then he gets another call. And it, it traces back to the uh, uh, Seattle uh, back office of the FBI. And he calls me up, and and, just, and I tell him, I says, you know, the um, federal phone service is very easy to spoof, and I believe that you, uh, uh, that guy's right there in L.A. And then he calls me up and says, you know, 
uh, there's this white SUV's been chasing me all around town, and I can't shake him. And this, and he was driving a Ferrari. And and then he calls me up one time and says, "Well, they're trying to get me fired. Uh, there's a uh, uh, rumor that I'm out on oxy uh, out on Sunset selling oxycotton at night." He says, "My boss knows that's not true." Jesus. A couple more things. People walk in and say, "You can't make that movie." Blah blah blah. And we hadn't talked about it. And then finally he calls me up one day and says, I've got to take a sabbatical. <laughs> and I say, what's up? He says, well, somebody met my wife on a street corner and says, if you don't stop, if your husband doesn't stop what he's doing, <laughs> we're going to kill him. And then you, what are your children going to do? Okay. So <laughs> then he calls me back up about two weeks later and says, well, I guess we're just making Will Ferrell movies. Damn. I wouldn't doubt it, dude. So I want to read you guys something. So this is what I want to read to you guys. I got this. I was doing a, uh, where are we here? I want to read you. This is a text I got. Um, And I thought it was pretty important because... It was kind of shocking when it came, and I was just like, what am I going to do, dude? Did you just get it? No, it was uh, a couple days ago. I just want to find this real quick for everybody. Here it is, dude. Heads up. You're on the government watch list for QAnon. I'd be very careful about what you say. This is not a joke. I'm concerned for your well-being. I wrote, cool story. Truth is always... The truth is we are all just passing through, which I believe. Good luck. You live in the valley, right? He actually says the city. You're a comedian with a platform. Word to the wise, let it go. Who is this? Someone who used to see you perform regularly. I work in the government and I'm not looking out for you. Thank you and take care. We are just passing through. They kill me, they kill me. We're just passing through. Cute, okay. QAnon and most of its supporters are about to be exposed. Lots of them will be losing their jobs, podcasts, websites. First Amendment is in jeopardy. God bless you. And that's what I got. Yeah. I ain't Sam, worried. I, I, Sam, I apologize for sending that. that I took it too far. <laughs> I took it too far this time. The only time. reason I didn't think it was you, dude, because I didn't recognize your dick in the dick pic he sent right after that. <laughs> that was only good. But uh, final, final question, sir. Final question is I see a book. The other Oswald. I would love to have you on and talk just Kennedy one time because I just I just wanted to get into the secret societies, all that stuff. There were two Oswalds. Do you believe that? Oh, there was more than two. What? Whoa. Oh, no, there, there, there was quite a few people that looked like him that were around. And if you talk to uh, the people that were in New Orleans, uh, there's several. You talk to the people in Dallas. And, no, there was... There was several uh, different people. There was, I, I'm firmly convinced, and, and there is documentation about something called the Oswald Project. You see, we we went with uh, Oz and the Ruby Slippers. Okay, I he needs to come back on. Uh, yeah, okay, come we on. need to do that, dude. You just gonna drop it at that? God, <laughs> I just believe all that shit, man. I believe that. Shit. <laughs> well. Uh, again, you know, um, be careful on what you believe. That's that's. Oh what no, I don't even know how to take that now. Did I just? 
They just fall for one of your psyops. I just like who everybody psyoping each other. Wow, dude. Wow, we're manipulated by like marionettes on the thing. Wow, dude. What happened okay. to Rob Robert Edward Webster? What happened to him? Um well, he he went to uh he was in in Moscow before um um Lee Harvey Oswald and he looks he looks very similar to him and it's a good uh, chance that he was uh, a dangle uh there and uh, he he might have been part of uh, some of the MK Ultra too. Oh man. So. This is the best. We got to do it again. We got to do it again, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Real okay. quick, for those who have, uh, those who may not, where can they find more of your stuff? Trinday.com. Okay. dot com. All right, sir. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, you are, you were wonderful. I had a great time having you on. And we, uh, thank you, Mr. Milligan. We appreciate having you on. We'll do it again soon, okay? Take care. God bless. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Xavier. Of course. And we'll do it again soon. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's- you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.